Hello, this is Nigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 26th of May. India recorded more than 6,000 new cases of COVID-19 in the last 24 hours with the total tally of cases crossing 1,45,000. At least 4,000 people have died until now from the virus. Maharashtra remains at top with more than 52,000 cases and close to 1,700 deaths. It is followed by Tamil Nadu with nearly 17,000 cases. Gujarat and Delhi both recorded more than 14,000 cases each. With migrants on their way returning to hometowns, Assam is seeing a rapid increase in the number of cases. On Monday, the northeastern state recorded a rise by 148 cases, taking the total count in the state to 526. Congress leader Rahul Gandhi today questioned the centre's plan to control coronavirus in the country, stating that the nationwide lockdown had failed due to the non-achievement of the intended results. He said that the Prime Minister Narendra Modi had promised that infections would decline by the end of May, but the numbers show otherwise. He said that India was the only country in the world that was relaxing its lockdown when the virus was exponentially rising. He said, and I quote, what is the strategy regarding opening India? What precautions will they take now to curb the disease? How will they support migrants? How will they support the state governments and MSMEs? Unquote. External Affairs Minister S.J. Shankar conducted a meeting earlier today to review the Vande Bharat mission that was started to help repatriate stranded Indians in other countries. Officials from the Foreign Ministry and Ministry of Civil Aviation, Home Ministry and Bureau of Immigration attended the meeting. Jashankar said that the focus of the meeting was to increase flights under the mission and enhance its efficiency. The meeting discussed outcomes of the mission along with an expansion in helping passengers from at least 60 countries. More than 600 flights were cancelled after being resumed on Monday owing to the different state-wise restrictions and operational airline issues. A Reuters poll has predicted that India's economy is likely to expand at its slowest pace in the last eight years in the January to March quarter. Part of the reason is due to the pandemic. The poll, consisting of 52 economists, was conducted from May 20th to May 25th. It showed that India's economy grew by 2.1% in the March quarter from a year ago. This was its weakest since early 2012. The forecast for GDP to be released on May 29th was between 4.5% and minus 1.5%. Cab company Uber India said that it is laying off around 600 full-time employees due to the pandemic. This is about 25% of the country's workforce in the company. Uber India and South Asia President Pradeep Parmeshwaram said in a statement that the impacted positions are the company's drivers and rider support operations. Uber India said that the layoffs are part of the previously announced global job cuts. Last week, the US-based Uber Technologies, which is the parent company of Uber India, announced a 23% cut in its workforce in a bid to become profitable despite the pandemic. The Ministry of Human Resource Development is working with the National Council of Educational Research and Training, or NCRT, to frame guidelines for schools after the Home Ministry allows them to open. Older children, that is from classes 9 to 12, will be expected to go back to school first as they will better comply with masks and rules of social distancing. Dear listeners, education has taken a backseat in recent times while our attention remains focused on battling this terrible disease and staying safe. Especially in Kashmir, which has seen the longest lockdown from August 5, 2019, when its special status was abrogated. 
Schools, colleges and universities were closed for months. They had barely reopened for the new session earlier this year when the pandemic forced them to shut down again. Chehek Gupta spoke to students and parents to get a sense of the underlying psychological toll on the students. Read her report titled, When Your Life is at Stake, Education Takes a Backseat. For Kashmir students, lockdown adds to the misery. Reports like these take time, effort and support from concerned citizens like you. Your contribution to News Laundry helps us bring you these fact-checked reports that speak of the reality on ground. If you like our work, please consider subscribing. Remember, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. Go to newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website and support us. The lowest subscription plan starts at 300 rupees a month only. A massive traffic jam was reported at the border between Delhi and its neighbouring city of Ghaziabad in Uttar Pradesh this morning after the Uttar Pradesh administration decided to seal the borders with the capital due to a sudden spike in coronavirus cases. This is the second time that Ghaziabad has sealed its borders with Delhi since April. On Sunday, 10 people in Ghaziabad tested positive for COVID-19. There have been 227 cases of coronavirus in the UP district so far, of which 33 are active cases. Hundreds of people were stuck in the traffic jam as the police deployed at the checkpost stopped vehicles to check e-passes before allowing anyone to pass, which slowed down the vehicular movement. People employed in essential services such as doctors, paramedical staff, police, bank employees do not need passes and only need to show their ID cards to the police. All the others need passes to cross the border. In Mumbai's KEM hospital, medical staff and other employees protested after a worker posted in the coronavirus ward of the hospital died. Hundreds of doctors, paramedics and others were seen protesting in masks and other protective gear today. The worker, a daily wager, who had allegedly been denied leave, though he had been unwell for four days, died on Sunday night. Whether he died of COVID-19 will only be known after his test results are out. But his body has been at the hospital mortuary since last night. The protesting employees have demanded that his family should be compensated with a job and financial help. The healthcare workers have also drawn attention to the plight of disposing bodies from the hospital. According to visuals, body bags on stretchers were seen in corridors of the hospital. The bodies wrapped in blue plastic were allegedly moved from an overflowing ground floor mortuary to the first floor of the hospital along a corridor right next to a testing lab. Now for some international updates on the coronavirus. More than 5.5 million cases of coronavirus have been confirmed around the world, according to the Johns Hopkins University tracker. More than 346,000 people have died while more than 2.2 million have recovered. The WHO has warned of the risk of an immediate second peak as countries ease up lockdowns, urging governments in Europe and the US to step up surveillance, testing and tracking measures. Spain has revised its death toll downwards by nearly 2,000 after checking regional data and discovering that some deaths had been recorded twice while others had not been coronavirus-related. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson's government suffered its first resignation after senior aide Dominic Cummings took a cross-country trip during the coronavirus lockdown. Douglas Ross, a minister for Scotland, quit in protest on Tuesday. Meanwhile, the UK government has said that all non-essential retail stores will be opened on June 15th. The country has more than 260,000 confirmed infections and close to 37,000 deaths. 
A total of 3,998 people tested positive for coronavirus in Africa in the last 24 hours, bringing the total tally of cases to 115,346. The virus also claimed the lives of 123 more people across the continent during the same period. The death toll in the continent now has risen to 3,471, while recoveries tallied at 46,426. In terms of cases, South Africa continues to be the worst-hit country with 23,600 cases, while Egypt has recorded the highest number of fatalities with 783 deaths. Hong Kong will lift the remaining coronavirus-related business restrictions on Friday, paving way for nightclubs, karaoke parlors, bathhouses, and other establishments to reopen. Hong Kong has recorded one locally transmitted case of COVID-19 in the last four weeks. Karaoke parlors, bars, and other establishments linked to the COVID-19 clusters in the city were ordered to close down on April 1st. Public transit from the airport will resume on June 1st, with restrictions on non-resident entry to the territory via Hong Kong International Airport, which is set to expire on June 18th. Now for some non-coronavirus updates. A 24-year-old man was arrested on Monday for the murder of nine people in Telangana's Warangal district last week. The bodies of six from a family and three others, two from Bihar and one from Tripura, were found in a well in a village about 150 kilometers away from Hyderabad. Police said that the accused killed them to cover up the murder of a woman who had gone missing in March. Sanjay Kumar Yadav, the accused, killed all nine of them after spiking their food with sleeping pills and then throwing them into a well. Warangal's police commissioner told reporters that the murders in the village were carried out to cover up the killing of a woman related to the family by the accused. Sanjay had allegedly murdered the woman on March 6. When the bodies were found initially, a possibility of a mass suicide was not ruled out as no major injury marks were found on the bodies. Later, scratch marks on the bodies led the six special teams to the alleged killer who is said to have confessed to the murders. Prolific Indian-American inventor Rajiv Joshi has bagged the prestigious Inventor of the Year award in recognition of his pioneering work in advancing the electronic industry and improving artificial intelligence capabilities. Dr. Joshi, who is a master inventor with more than 250 patented inventions in the US, works at the IBM Thomson Watson Research Center in New York. He was presented with the prestigious annual award by the New York Intellectual Property Law Association early this month during a virtual awards ceremony. An IIT Mumbai alumnus, Dr. Joshi has an MS degree from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and a PhD in mechanical engineering from Columbia University in New York. His inventions span from the novel interconnect structures and processes for more scaling, machine learning techniques for predictive failure analytics, high bandwidth, high performance and low power integrated circuits and memories and their usage in hardware accelerators meant for artificial intelligence applications. Shi Zhengli, a virologist renowned for her work on the coronavirus in bats, said in an interview on Chinese state television that viruses being discovered now are just the tip of the iceberg and called for international cooperation in the fight against epidemics. Known as China's Batwoman, the deputy director of the Wuhan Institute of Virology said that research into viruses needs scientists and governments to be transparent and cooperative, and that it is very regrettable when science is politicized. 
She said, and I quote, If we want to prevent human beings from suffering from the next infectious disease outbreak, we must go in advance to learn of these unknown viruses carried by wild animals in nature and give early warnings. Unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Over the past few years, Facebook has been embroiled in a number of controversies, especially when it comes to the tech giant's moderation policy. To address the issue, the company recently appointed a 20-member oversight board that will have the final say over content moderation issues. In the latest episode of News Laundry Interviews, Abhinandan Sekri spoke to Dr. Sudhir Krishnaswamy, the only Indian member of the oversight board. Dr. Krishnaswamy is the Vice-Chancellor of the National Law School of India, University Bengaluru and the co-founder of Centre for Law and Policy Research. Go to our YouTube channel and check out the interview. And do not forget to hit like, drop a comment and subscribe. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.